So hi, welcome to the Good Noise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Maddie. Jake. Ian. Ant. And we are Protect Your Heart. And we're going to ask some questions today about the new single, Worst Side of Me. So congrats on that, by the way, guys. How do you feel about the response to it so far? It's been great. Um, I actually, it was one of those songs that we didn't expect to be a single so soon. We expected it to be kind of later on in the album cycle. So um, we kind of adjusted course a bit um, based on our music video schedule. And, and and when we put it out, everyone was like, this is my new favorite. And I was like, actually quite surprised. But that, that song was fun. And it actually came about in an in interesting way. Um, I was supposed to meet with Kian for a writing session one day and, and he bailed. So I sat in a Starbucks parking lot, was playing with melody ideas Aww. on one of the songs that was originally thrown into the trash. And I resurrected that thing out. And I was like, this song is too cool not to play with. So I came up with the vocal melody at Starbucks in the parking lot and boom, our okay. song came to shape. I love that. <clears throat> wow. You mentioned album cycle. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, well, like, and when I say album cycle, I mean, we're a new band. So, I mean, it's not like we have several cycles to pull from. It's like, this is our first, but um, we had this very clear idea of what we wanted to achieve when we met each other and started to work on this project. It was, we want a 15 song record. We want a ton of singles and we want to kind of essentially go Drake style and put out like 10 singles and then a 15 song record. And, um, you know, so when I say cycle, it's really just kind of the process of releasing all the singles with each of their music videos. And um, I think uh, we have landed on, a summer release for our full length. Um, okay. So we're excited to be in the, you know, second half of this, of this planning stage. Very cool. I was very like worried. You were gonna, style. <laughs> I was very worried. Uh, you were going to be like album cycle. So by the way, actually the album comes out tomorrow. Fuck uh, you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but you're talking about a single. Like. But the exactly. six, the six single does come out on Friday. So okay. we got another one okay. shortly thereafter. All right. Perfect. All right. Uh, so is there any meaning behind the single name and cover art? Kian, you can touch on the cover. He's the one who designs all of our branding and our artwork. Very cool. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, man, without looking at it, I, I, I think so many now, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And they're all kind of like, they're all kind of thematic. Um, uh, like when we started this project, um, we had this idea of doing everything as Polaroids um, to have like tangible, physical things to like, basically remember the whole process and, um, be able to use that as like, you know, artwork stuff. Um, cause it's so easy now with, you know, everyone having an iPhone to like, go get like perfect portrait mode photos and all this stuff that looks like, you know, digitally perfect. Um, and we, yeah, and we, we like the, like, um, the kind of messy, noisy, grainy, like film kind of stuff, because it's like, that is what existed when we were growing up. So it's kind of like part nostalgia, part like, you know, just looks cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually on the uh, worst side of me cover, I know that there are a handful of like Polaroids. I think there's one from when we shot our Close to the Grave video. Um, I think there's one from in the studio. Um, I think like one of the first times Matt was in the studio with us and we were just jamming around and, and messing around. And then the actual... Um, centerpiece uh photo is uh, a good friend of ours uh her name's chelsea castro she's a she's a pro skater um and we met her back in the day through um through dance music uh she used to come to all of our shows um when we were doing that and was a big supporter um of the music we were producing then uh she was actually in a music video aunt and i did um skating around um i think it's probably a, a bigger music the biggest music video she's been in you know the justin bieber one doesn't count 
Um, <laughs> but she does that uh, not count. <laughs> she, uh, I, I just hit her up and I was like, Hey, I need a, I need like a photo. And I think this is the perfect photo for the album art. Like, can we use it? And she's like, yeah, of course. Um, so she's actually, we posted a teaser today for the next single. Um, and she sent us all those clips as well. So she's just been like a longtime supporter and like really good friend of ours. Um, and so like, anytime we want to do something involving skateboarding, she's like the first person we hit up and she's always like really accommodating and just yeah. the coolest. Oh yeah. That's so wholesome. I love that so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. And can anybody touch on the title? Yeah. Mainly Maddie, um, right? You wrote most of the lyrics. Yeah. Um, for me, sometimes the titles and the lyrics are almost an afterthought to whatever I feel like just throwing out there when I'm doing, I write top lines first. And so when I come up with melody ideas, I will sing instead of la la la's, I sing like the first words that come to mind, which actually for the uh, uh, never gonna leave you uh, single that came right before we're side of me, all those lyrics in the chorus were just off the top were just it's it, whatever syllables sound the best in the melody. And I focus on like, what is the most, you know, audibly pleasing. So I, that's kind of how I crafted the lyrics. And I start from a point of like, okay, well, this melody makes me want to say this word in this place. So then let's build away from that. And I can reverse engineer the lyrics. Um, so worst side of me, I was going along with the drums really. Um, and like the beat that Jake and, and, and the guys put together, um, and that like totally dictated the lyrics. I wanted to write it just felt right when I sing it in my car. Um, so worst side of me, you know, it hits on the, it hits on the drum beats in the, in the leading up to the chorus. And so I started uh, like, that was the first lyric that I came up with. And I'm like, oh, okay, what does that mean to me? Okay. Let's build out from that and like fit into the vibe of the song. And that's really just where well, I remember. Me. I remember too, when you, when you came over to ants to do um, the wizard stuff, uh, that line uh, I'm paralyzed. I can't decide mm-hmm. like came yeah. out when we were there and we're like, that has to stay. And so like yeah. we wrote, uh matt wrote a couple different like versions of stuff and i think like we all were like what happened to that one line like i have video of it and i've seen it and heard it so many times that it's not going to go anywhere so you can't strip that out so work around Mm -hmm. that so yeah yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a uh ass backwards way of writing lyrics i think that's that's how we do it as kian mentioned earlier we call it wizards um it's it's a term that i've held on to for like 10 years of writing music i call a wizard anytime that i'm not thinking about lyrics and just vocal melodies and i'm like okay what lyrics sound right in, mm-hmm. into the feeling of this part and let's work backwards from that because i want everything to be my subconscious writing the lyrics not like me trying to think okay i need to write about this topic or i need to be this like um you know deep into something and sometimes it's just so simple that you just want yourself to be natural and so i don't want to overthink things especially in the lyric process i've spent many songs overthinking the lyrics and it ends up making it worse. I want it to just be what's natural. So um, yeah, it was easy to write from that, but it also works when the guys present like a really killer instrumental and it makes it easier to write my parts. Yeah. How did you manage to kind of just kind of turn off that overthinking part and just literally let everything flow onto paper, I guess. It really comes from writing many songs where I overthought everything. And I recognize if I do that, the amount of songs that I write per year is like three or four rather than like 15 or 20. And yeah. I would much rather, I heard a Stevie Wonder quote uh, and someone's like, how do you have, you know, so many number one hit singles? And he's like, cause I wrote a thousand songs and it's so mm-hmm. true. Like not every song is going to be amazing and you have yeah. to be okay with that. And sometimes if you overthink, you're trying to make every song to be perfect mm-hmm. and it never will be, there's nothing you can do to fix some songs. They're just going to live in the state that they are. So mm-hmm. recognizing that and just allowing that to be 
you give yourself an amount of time and make whatever progress you make. And then you just move on and you say, I will live with this because that's what I felt now. And I won't go back in a month and say, I need to revise everything. Hmm. So I think it's really just, you know, allowing uh, to be okay with imperfection, even if like, cause you can always write the same song a hundred times and still not be done. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just got to call it a day. I think, I think it's yeah. also important though, to like, you know, this is our first uh, band, if you will, um, in this space, but we've all been producing music for 10 to 20 years individually. So like 40 years or more combined. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, with that amount of output, you kind of get to a point at a certain stage in the production process where you're like, this is not the last song I'm ever going to write. Mm-hmm. So every single sound, every single, you know, word, every single, everything, every single sample, whatever it is, doesn't have to be perfect. If you, if you are okay with it at a certain point or feel like you can't go any further with it, it's done. Move on to the next one and mm-hmm. learn something in the process. And if you learn something in that process, then the next song in theory should be better. Right. And so you're just like constantly like growing and evolving and figuring it out as you go. Anthony yeah. said something on the last podcast that we were on that, like, one of the main takeaways from all this experience that we have is you're always going to learn something. There's no ceiling to what you can learn when it comes to music, be it playing or production or writing or whatever, like you can always get better. There's, there's no one that has every answer. Um, and that's a kind of the coolest part about being a musician is that it's, it's literally endless. So whatever, mm-hmm. like you feel like doing, you can do, especially today with like, all the technology, like possibilities, open your computer and the possibilities are literally endless. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that experience definitely, you know, helps in being like, this song's done on to the next one. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we have, we have outside of the 15 that are going to be on this album, we have 45 other demos sitting in a Dropbox Oof. waiting to be reborn waiting to be something okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) also want to do new stuff i like i miss working on new stuff me too hell yeah can't wait it's gonna be soon but i think another part too is that um you know sometimes when you write a song and you have high expectations of the project itself you start to think of you start to think of success in terms of how many people buy it or download it or or stream it and if you don't think, if you just abandon all that and you're like, as long as the, the band itself, as long as the guys that I'm writing music with and myself feel like this is an accurate representation of what we want to achieve and we're proud of this body of work, then it, then the rest of it writes itself. Um, and so when you're driven by those, those, um, I think they're just better measures of success. Oh, 100%. Hell yeah. You guys stole my whole question. Uh, <laughs> ask about the writing process. Um, so I want each of you uh, to pick your favorite lyric off this track and tell us the meaning behind it. I'll go last. That's a deep one for me. Ooh. All right. I have to like think about the lyrics lyric real quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fair well, one, one thing that's funny is uh, I always... All the songs that are coming out, I can't think of the words. Even. I, know. <laughs> I always quote our lyrics to Matt when we're hanging out. Like I'll just randomly say a protect your heart lyric. Just to kind of like, you know, be silly. So let me Jake, think, I, yeah, what's this one? Jake inserts our, our lyrics into everyday conversations and it's uh it's it's like that dad joke, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's nonstop dad jokes. I we, love we, dad we, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm literally pulling up the lyrics right now. Fair enough. I can Shame hear like I, I can hear the first like the first line and then everything after that just goes blank. All right. I think uh, one of my favorites is um 
I mean, I, I think there's some good one-liners in there, but there's a part in the bridge during the breakdown that's, um, I know you see it in my eyes, the hardest part is denial. And I think that's such a true statement in going through a relationship that's not working. And when you have to find a way out of it or move on in a, in a healthy way, like that sometimes for a lot of people, when they overthink things or they're anxious, or they're just unsure of how to proceed, like, I mean, then they will, they will they will be in this state of denial where they're like, I know what's healthiest for me, but I don't know how to stop this situation from continuing on a, a bad path. That's unhealthy for us both. So like the hardest part of, of all relationships is, is not being just completely honest and putting everything out there on the table. And, and like, you know, you sometimes tell yourself to stick around a little longer than you should, or, or to be involved in something that's not healthy, even if it's just an unhealthy argument or conversation sometimes you just have to put a stop to it earlier but we always know that in hindsight rather than you know being able to learn from past mistakes and saying i'm not going to repeat that again but you're always in this constant state of denial when you're under a lot of stress mm-hmm. yeah i mean i for me i think it's it's the last two lines of the song um i won't make the same mistakes so it's time to leave the worst side of me you know just kind of like getting older and learning kind of going back to what I was just talking about, like learning from your mistakes and, and becoming a better, trying to become a better person, you know, and, and build stronger relationships, um, with, you know, whoever it is, your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, your, you know, best friend, your general friends, like, and family, um, I mean, know, this, yeah. this song is not just about, you know, romantic relationships. It's about all relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I, you know, I think with, uh, with age comes some semblance of wisdom and, and that line like really resonates um, with me. Probably, yeah, I, I think the stand my ground line is probably my favorite because standing your ground is cool. Okay. Don't budge, stick up for yourself. Hell yeah. Sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> Man, a few words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Short and sweet. That's my favorite. I love Ant. I don't know. I mean, the uh, what Matt calls the pre-chorus because him and yeah. I differ on what's the hook and what's not. Um, these are my glory days. What's the point of all this pain? Every day is the same mistake. I'm trying to leave the worst side of me. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that just paints a really good picture. I, I think a lot of the stuff that Matt writes uh, tells a really cool story and you can kind of like apply it to really so many different moments in your life. Um but yeah, I've never, I've never actually thought of like, what does this one line in particular like mean to me? That's a good question. Thank you. Interesting thing about the lyrics is there's no swear words. Yeah, <laughs> I keep it pretty tight, pretty clean. I like that. Nice and clean. We are family no soccer moms, baby. Yeah, <laughs> soccer mom, pop punk. Soccer moms, perfect. <laughs> well, I've always written from a perspective that I want to connect with everybody who listens. Um, while I don't like think of my measure of success as like how many people resonate with it. I just think that the people that do listen, I want them to be able to take something away. And so I always write from a little bit more of a broad than, than specific perspective while just having just enough specific moments that uh, make it so that when it does impact somebody, it's meaningful. Mm -hmm. But um, I've always kind of written from that because that's kind of the music that I listen to is, is something that even if it's not something I've experienced from the writer, I still get something from it at the end of the song. And I feel like I've, you know, been impacted in a, in a positive way. So I want to be able to offer the same to anyone who listens. I like that. That's very thoughtful. I like that a lot. <laughs> right. 
that's like an encyclopedia of music too you know it's like yeah. every song that's ever existed Dude, he, can tell you, he can tell you what number a specific track on a specific album was and like what year From like 20 years ago like, yeah because oh you know why is like back in the day when you like grew up listening to records you like think about song in order and so mm -hmm. when you oh, yeah. you know if you finish a song and then you start humming the next intro riff you know it's you, you know? always know what's coming next and which makes me miss records and that's why i'm excited we're doing one I feel like track three, track seven, and track eight were always bangers. <laughs> I, I, yes. The occasional five. Thing. Like, I always <laughs> went from track one, track three, the very last on the record, and then, like, uh, whichever one was right before the last record, you know, always that was, out, like, potentially a ballad. So I'd always skip to those four first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Fair. fair enough. Right. It's like the, um, what's that record from Third Eye Blind? Um, their big one from the 90s that, like, is still timeless and everyone still loves it. Like the second half of the records, like you just don't listen to it, but you verse the first eight songs are like nonstop repeat. Mm -hmm. So like I've always just kind of uh, my first listens are always the first. You love it so much that you don't remember the name of it. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> it's the one with the, 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 the red, the red cover. Oh yeah, it's my favorite band. <laughs> just kidding. Name three songs. <laughs> Third eye blind. <laughs> blind. Fourth eye blind. Four. Eye blind. Four of them. Yeah. Good record. Yeah, okay, cool. yeah. no, it is really my favorite. Record. All right, you pass. <laughs> <laughs> Losing a whole year—that's my jam, and and jumper for sure. That jumpers, yeah, yeah that's always banger. Yeah. Jeremy Trump life. Uh, and graduate like that. Whole, oh yeah, so many good songs. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, third Eye Blind podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah really. <laughs> well, this happens. Like, if I get excited about a a record, and I'll just talk about it forever. That's fair. So I, I, I have to not take us on tangents. If this becomes the Third Eye Blind podcast, it's your podcast because I've never listened to Third Eye Blind a day <laughs> yeah. in my life. So. Like, last podcast, um, every time someone would say Blink-182, we got a point against us. Well, to be fair, to be fair, he told us about it because he did, he had to do it with somebody else where they were talking about it. So then we just started throwing it out there as yeah. much as possible. Oh, my fair God. Enough. Fair enough. Yeah, made it a challenge. That's fair. <laughs> so would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you guys were making this single? This one, it, it took a lot of different uh, like parts, I guess, like. Because there's the little melody that starts in the beginning. Uh, that's actually a guitar, like a distorted guitar. I just remember, I think it was me and Kian in the studio. And I had that riff and I was like playing it. But it sounded lame just as like an electric guitar. Mm -hmm. And so then I ran it through. I, I make hip hop beats as well. So I took like a similar kind of uh, approach to where I like resample it. And just put it through this plugin called MXXX like five times. And then eventually it came out that way. And then we just started, uh, you know, riffing over it. And I'm like, what if it was like a breakdown over this, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. So then, we'll never, we'll never be able to play that riff live because you can't re, you can't remake that sound. <laughs> yeah, it's Aww. just like in the, and I just, I yeah, I just bounce stuff out and we'll delete. And if it sounds cool, I just keep moving. Like I don't. <laughs> Fair enough. So that's that's how the first part started. And then we wrote the instrumental, and it was we. I think we worked on it a couple times, and then um yeah, we we didn't think it would be would make the album. Uh, but yeah. then we we have this folder full of just like yeah like fifty uh, works and progresses, and then we gave Matt the folder, and he heard that, and he's like, "Hey, I'm in a Starbucks park parking lot. <laughs> yep. Let me rip over." And so then he showed it to us, and we're like, "Yeah, we gotta." So then we added a little bit more to it after, like the breakdown at the end and stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say that we. I think I think originally we didn't have when Matt got it, we didn't have a breakdown, and we didn't have a third chorus. I think it was just like the intro, the like first verse chorus second verse chorus and that was it because i remember the solo either 
Yeah. Yeah. Or the solo, the solo was, was Matt's thing. idea. And I was like, that's the only solo on the album. But Matt's like, can oh. you just do a solo that like matches the chorus? And then I just was like, yeah, dude. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. I have more from, you know, every, I'm going to always look for them now because they're so cool. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, and I, I think also I liked it because I had just finished my big, tall, like five shots of espresso. And so it's like, <laughs> everything sounds good, you know? So I yeah. usually start a writing session off with way too much caffeine. So Never. I just go into feeling great. And I'm like, oh, nothing can go wrong today. Exactly. Everything's uh, perfect. So how do you guys recommend? Uh, <laughs> what? Sorry. It's okay. It was like a movie. Okay. Uh, so how do you recommend uh, your fans to listen to this track for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends in the dark with headphones on in at the gym party track? What do you guys recommend? I like at the gym, but my favorite way to listen to music is in the car with friends, putting it at 11. That's like the best way to listen to music. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I will always, that will be my first answer every time, unless it's a ballad, then you cry with your friends. Yes. Yeah. Over a tiny speaker at a crepe shop. <laughs> oh wow, that's very specific. But I was gonna say I don't I don't give a shit. Like listen to it however yeah. you want, as long as you're listening to it, like cool. I don't care. Fair enough. That's valid. Listen yeah, to it on your on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, don't even listen to it. Just put it on Spotify and put it on loop. So yeah, or get more yeah, plays. Yeah. On sleep mute. to it. On mute is probably oh, the sleep best to- way. <laughs> <laughs> on mute. Okay. That's my favorite way to listen to music. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick. Off the top of your heads, I want you guys to describe this track for new listeners in three words. No more, no less. All four of you have to do it. Three words each. I'll go first. Okay. Pop, punk, breakdowns. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> oh, man. I got, all right, I'm up. Mm-hmm. Jakey, Van, Halen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Here it Drum roll, please. We need the Jeopardy uh, background music right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Fast and fun. Oh, you're hey, going nice. furious. Right. Yeah, I was there. I thought that's family. Right. Family. Yeah. No, no. I'm gonna go groove, groove, and groove. <laughs> that was good. When I first yeah. heard the intro riff, and I was like, "Oh, this has hip hop in, in like influenced into it." And that's why I was drawn to it. I'm like, "We need something like this on the record." So I'm all about groove. Right. Uh, so, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want your listeners to have uh, while listening to this track? I think for all of our music, um, you know, I think uh, we would like people to just like feel good, like listening yeah. to it, like it, it. I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of like heavy, heavy elements in it, but like, like as a, like the whole spectrum, it doesn't feel super aggressive and super in your face. Um, And I think that, you know, it's, we're kind of writing music that we wish existed and music that we would have listened to when we were, you know, 16 years old, listening to this on the Walkman, you know, walking to the bus stop or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think when you're that age, like you just want to listen to stuff that makes you feel cool, which I know like, yeah. Aunt and Jake have both said in other podcasts, like, you know, for them, like listening to like Metallica as a kid was like, made you feel cool. Mm-hmm. I think that like, that's the. Somebody heard you listening to it. They must've thought you were cool. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Even yeah. today, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not Metallica. Yeah. Today. <laughs> it depends <laughs> on the album. Yeah, Jake there you go. Jake will it say. That reminds me of like. 
<laughs> being being a kid and going to Hot Topic and getting a chain wallet and then like a Metallica <laughs> shirt. I thought I was so cool, but I was exactly. like, exactly. <laughs> like people probably looked at me like he thinks he's cool. What if I told <laughs> you? No, you were cool. Do that. <laughs> I think you should go get a chain wallet tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah, badass. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, I want to. Yeah. yeah, several. Exactly. <laughs> one for We're all for one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like one for each of my card, my driver's license, my like, you know? card, like mm-hmm. everything. That doesn't actually wrong. carry a wallet too, so you could tie it to every card that he carries around individually. Oh, Perfect. it's just a, instead of a wallet, it's just a card. <laughs> <laughs> I have like seven chains and I have oh seven cards. I just, I just I want to fumble through that trying to buy groceries with like a huge line behind me. <laughs> no, it's got to be one of these. Um, yeah. So while listening to the check, what band or artist influence pops out most to you guys? For this one? Yes. Uh, for me, like, well, writing that like little riff, it was kind of based off like Ariana Grande a little bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. But I, I showed it to my sister and she said it reminds her of Hoobastank. There's like a Hoobastank song, the fam- one of the famous ones. And it's like mm-hmm. the melody's a little similar. Oh, but weird. I didn't even notice. <clears throat> yeah, just it's across the board, you know. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, we all have so many different influences. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, my main job is like selling hip hop beats. And I've been in like death metal, deathcore bands. Like, and we were all in like electronic music at one point. So it's like. Yeah, we just like to pick from more random things. I, I think that and try to be a little bit more unique, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I guess. why Ariana Grande? Oh, sorry. Oh, no, there you go. I was just asking why Ariana Grande? How did she influence that? Just her music slaps. It was uh, <laughs> that's fair, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like 2019 when we came up with the idea. So she released that. I forget which album it is, but I was just like rinsing that album. And like, it was just cool. And I like the major key songs in it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's one thing that's been really fun about writing for Protect Your Heart is like writing kind of like heavy major key, yeah. major key pop music, like trying to bridge like metal and pop and make it sound happy, but like heavy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, yeah. So just thinking of like listening to Ariana Grande and like pretending it to be a metal song, you know, it was kind <laughs> of kind of fun. And I was like doing that in my head back mm-hmm. in the day. Oh, yeah. It's perfect. Sorry, Ant, you can go. Oh, I, yeah. I was going to say like, um it's hard to to ever like pinpoint something to compare a lot of our music to. I mean, Keenan and I were in the studio every weekend and anytime we're like trying to listen to stuff as like a reference or just like get in the right headspace for like where something should go or like, Oh man, what should this sound like or anything? Um, we can't really ever find anything that's like identical. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that's good. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. We so have, yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I, listening to our stuff, I never really think to compare it. I don't know as a, as like a whole piece to, to anything else. We have mm. a we have a real struggle in the studio because we're so used to like we we produce dubstep and drum and bass and electro house and all this like really really heavy bass music where the all the focus is on like the sub um, more than anything else really and like the bottom of the kick and all this stuff and we have a really hard time with mixing the band stuff because we want to we want that like you know to feel the low end in these songs yeah like (laughs) you want it to be visceral and like you know that's part of like feeling cool right at least us um but unfortunately like with this style of music you can't push that stuff that hard and that's where we like we'll go on to spotify and we'll go okay who have we been compared to okay let's go listen to their most recent stuff and then we'll listen to it and we'll be like, 
that's not what I want this song to sound like. And so yeah. we're always kind of like towing the line of like, what's okay for this style of music versus what we really enjoy, which is like drum and bass and things like that, where it's all low end driven. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a challenge. Um, but I think that, you know, it's cool to like, I guess all of our songs so far, they've all been relatively different. Um, and I think it's just like a big hodgepodge of all these different influences over the years, because like what influences Jake writing specific guitar riffs, what influences Ant in terms of like writing melodies and, and then also like on the engineering side, what influences Matt, what influences me, they're all so different um, to where like, you know, Matt will pull out like a Whitney Houston reference. Jake will pull out a Meshuggah reference. Ant will pull yeah. out a Pendulum <laughs> reference, you know, and then it, it's like, but somehow it all works. What are we doing? Like, yeah. How do we make this work? <laughs> and I want to give a big, big shout out to, to Ant. Um, like he is a genius when it comes to mixing and um, to be able to pull all those styles in, but like, it's not just saying, I want this to be influenced by, you know, the Whitney Houston's, the pendulums, the, the metal, like on all those things that are so different from each other. He actually finds a way to bring all those in and say, okay, we've actually included a little piece from each of those influences and they come through in the mix, which yeah. is extremely hard to do. Um, but he makes it work. And now it's like part of our identity is shaped around how he mixes our songs. And I know him and Kean work together on that. Um, but it just, the, the job that they've done is like, beyond me I, it's incredible it's like a dance record yeah oh, yeah <laughs> i mean that was when we started this project that was the whole goal is like we want we wanted things to like be really aggressive and distorted and the way that we made dance music but also have that really really like thick heavy bottom end of all the songs because you know when when we go listen to our favorite bands um on spotify or youtube or wherever wherever it is you're they're always missing that like rumbly bottom like the mm -hmm. like thick bass and like you're getting all the bass from like the kick and a lot like there's this there's this one song uh by newfound glory that i reference a million times over called selfless yeah, amazing song. riff amazing song and then we just listened to it on saturday and we're like where's the bass like mm -hmm. can't hear it can't um, feel it like it's just buried and that was kind of what we wanted to do with this all along was like mix it like a dance record we're getting nerdy in here yeah, specifically Sorry, the 85 it. hertz area. <laughs> <laughs> really, 41.3. Yeah. Right. Oh, we stay with the parametric EQ. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. I totally yeah, know what you're talking like about. We spent a long time recording it super clean, especially like Matt's vocals. But there's so much distortion added after the fact to just like, especially having them cut through against the super overdriven guitar tones. Because a lot of the guitar tones, it's like a combination of like... yeah kind of like driven like crunchy stuff but to like metal tones which are super driven mm -hmm. so Game it's, on it's, yeah, it's fun all right you guys are killing it oh yeah uh it's nerdy up in here <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh there's a picture of this you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop what is your snack of choice song choice snack of choice snack, oh, snack choice mm -hmm. okay. don't say sushi yeah oh. Oh. Meat and cheese. I just got food poisoning a couple months ago. <gasps> Especially oh, no. if we're in a van on tour. That's what you, yeah, that's there's tough. rules. Rookie mistake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, also, I, no, I already no know. I'm, I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some sort of candy, some bag, either gummy bears. Can't point it out. I'm very particular about like all my things except candy. There's like a very large pool that I will pick from. So probably gummy bears, sweet tarts, Mike and Ike's. I ate a box yesterday. Mm. Um. That's another Dude. one that I, juju fruits. I love juju fruits. 
it's and insane. I went, a bottle of water. I went to Rite oh. Aid on Saturday and was like, all right, do you want a box of sweet tarts? And he's like, sure. And I get there and they're out of that. And they're out of Juji fruits out of Mike and Ike's are out of all the things he likes. So I'm like, oh, no. I'm going to get the Harry Bow gummy bears and he's going to be happy. Mm-hmm. And he was stoked and then ripped through the bag and like, an hour and at Not the end even. of it was like where'd they all go i'm like dude what are you talking about <laughs> it was you a bigger cool. bag too it was like 40 percent more like <laughs> i mean that's fair they're they're delicious then you so. ate 40 percent more gummy bears than you intended on eating <laughs> 140 percent. Yeah. originally i had no intent mm-hmm. fair enough <laughs> they're actually really good if you stick them in the refrigerator Ooh, gold bears chilled mm. i'd i'd pick personally i I like takis are so good dude Mm -hmm. i don't eat them that often but if i'm like in the mood for snacking they're just so much flavor and like explodes in your mouth it's like delicious if i'm on road trip mode it's always sunflower seeds and yeah what energy drink do you have a preference purple monsters those are my jam all right plus purple for the protect your heart plus it tastes better there you go okay my my snack of choice would probably be super boring. I'd probably go with some like almonds or peanuts or something, but yeah. not not uh I can't leave the house without like a gallon of black coffee. So that's probably like if we're being honest, all I would get at the gas station. Wow. Get the Is big like- Starbucks, Starbucks uh cold brew thing, probably get a couple of them. I don't know. All right, let's flip that to you two. What's your snack of choice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Dill pickle potato chips. And if we're touring during the holiday season, uh, a Sprite cranberry. Nice. Like, they still make those? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and wow. if we're touring during any time that's not the holiday season, just a regular Sprite will have to do. Oh. If, if I'm oh. getting a real piece of shit, I'm definitely getting salt and vinegar uh, kettle chips. But no, that's, that's not allowed in the band. So good. Yeah. Wait, oh. why are those banned? Because they, they smelled the whole place. <laughs> We're gonna have issues when we start touring. Those <laughs> like, you guys like so all the stinky foods. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, no I'm kimchi. I'm still gonna keep no my mask for that. I'm bringing um, kimchi. <laughs> oh God. Um, mine would probably just be pot. like cashews and I don't know, like a V8 energy drink. I, I have those every so often. On this one, yeah. Every so often, you have one every night, Glory. <laughs> I don't have one every night. I've cut back. The V8 I've cut energies. Back. V8 energy. Those drinks, are amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're so. Shoot, do you have shoot. a favorite flavor? I like the uh, black cherry. I like that one a lot. That one's so she good. She bought yeah. them that for me so for Christmas. Like that was my Christmas gift. She got me a 24 pack. Because he's had, always tired. I had one. It fucked me up for hours. I haven't drank them since. I don't know <laughs> what you mean it fucked you up. What happened? They, they put more than just caffeine in there. I was yeah, that's like, like B vitamins and other yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I get the caffeine guy. So like oh, okay. the, the before I go to the gym or should. whatever fucked me up. Yeah. Were you like were yeah. you like when you have way too much coffee and just like still tired but like jittery and yeah, oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anxious. I was like jittery yeah. and then like a couple hours later I had like heart pain and shit. I yeah. was like, I'm never drinking one of Dude, these again. <laughs> like you get admitted to the ER by drinking a V8 and you're like, I can't handle my shit. <laughs> Didn't they make like healthy juice? Like, <laughs> That's what it is. It's like less yeah. blankets. It's like as much as uh, as caffeine as like green tea, it says on the side of it. But if you don't yeah. drink caffeine, yeah, it, it probably yeah. mess you up a little bit. Yeah. yeah, it's the same amount of caffeine as a leading energy drink. So, but a little bit less than a, a cup of coffee. So, you know, oh, it's not yeah, that yeah. bad, Shane. Oh, okay. Come on. Um, so for these last couple of questions, we're going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Cool. Let's do it. Sure. So we're actually going to go straight to death row. Boom. 
So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Whoa. Yeah. Big question. God damn. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with like, it, like two spicy tuna rolls, um, mm-hmm. like four orders of salmon, <laughs> mashed potatoes, um, oh. nachos, like the good nachos from Costco, you know, like smart and final, like, you know, those like big, huge cans that you get at like snack bars. Those mm-hmm. are the best. Piece. Oh yeah. I would do that. And then I would probably get a big ass Coke. All right. Perfect. Or if they allow it, I'll take some forties. but they have to come in brown bags so it's og style i want to make it right do they allow drinks on death row can you i don't think so but if they did i would say we we do on ours yeah in this this scenario (laughs) in this scenario yes so i'll take i'll do edward 40 hands after my sushi's done and then i'll you know it'll be my last hurrah (laughs) perfect well if i'm if i'm dying i'm not worried about what i'm eating i'm going uh sujita annex tankatsu Wrong, and I'm going, man. I'm going a, a liter of Jameson and just, I'm not going to feel whatever they're doing yeah. at that point. I'll be yeah. asleep from the ramen and definitely passed out from the whiskey. Oh, 100%. I was talking about the annex with, with Connor and Heather. Connor um, edited our last two videos uh, for, he did never going to leave you and um, best of me, but man, that place, he lives right by there. It's so good. If you ever, uh, I, I don't know where you guys are from. Are you from LA or no? No, uh, uh, East Coast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you ever come to LA, Sawtell Sujita Ramen Annex is amazing. Dude, it's it will ruin every other ramen for you for the rest of your days. Pretty. It'll incredible. ruin the rest of your day as well. Like, yeah. Enjoy. It'll also put you to sleep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's brutal. Which is why I'm eating it on death row. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, to follow that up though, I think I'd have like some sort of have to be fresh pasta dish. I don't know which one. There's a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I don't need a, as much pasta, as fresh, as much fresh pasta as I would like, just because it's not great for you, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, you're about to die. Yeah. 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 So there, there. I Carbonara. Be worried about caloric intake or carbon intake yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Cares? Yeah. Like you're still portioning. <laughs> yeah. I, I can see it. I can see it happening in his head. He's like, hmm, what sounds good right now? some some pasta i'm gonna have that on death row mm-hmm. but i can also see ant getting really really finicky and ordering like a full leg of lamb and like i was gonna uh, say a tomahawk like a, maybe <laughs> yeah, like a five nice. quarts meal yeah do yeah. that uh for a drink i stopped drinking like four and a half years ago Ooh. so i i probably drink a like a topo chico or something but mm-hmm. if i was still drinking ooh. Bro, the Jameson will not. I was gonna out. say a Jameson twelve year or like, um, Basil Hayden's whiskey. Ooh, that one's good. Or, or a really, really good IPA. Oh mm. man. Mm. <clears throat> All right, Jake, you're up. I think it's man. I'm such a foodie, so it's tough to pick. But mm. if I had to pick right now, I think I'd pick. There's like a a deli called um, Bay Cities in Santa Monica, <laughs> and they have the sandwich called the Godmother. And it's literally the best, one of the best sandwiches you could ever have. So I'd probably have that. I'd probably have like jalapeno kettle chips. Ooh. And then I'd have, I'd have a, um, Drake's makes this Pilsner called the flyway Pilsner. So I'd have, I'd get a six pack of that. All right. And just, yeah. When I walked walked into ants on Saturday, I go, you know what I was thinking that we should have for lunch today? And he's like, what? I was like, godmothers. I was like, when was the last time you had a godmother? Dude, they slap. They're so good. (sighs) 
they make their bread in-house like every hour oh, or yeah. two so like you can go in there and get like a giant loaf of it or they make them like sandwich size that's so good oh my god great yeah. question by the way yeah, yeah. i love that question yeah. that's making know. me hungry you, you guys have to follow that up with an answer of your own i know yeah now it's your turn yeah. that one's good spaghetti marinara and a sprite cranberry like spaghetti marinara flank and with the sprite cranberry or like right <laughs> he needs a sponsorship you guys need, yeah, you guys need right. a sponsorship i have i have a lot in my room i i stock up every holiday season so i can make it through the other 11 months <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does it, it doesn't ruin you like the pepsi clear does it or no. pepsi crystal no oh crystal good. crystal pepsi well, that was gross yeah. mm-hmm. um mine's a sweet basil tofu with a side of rice and a uh, taro boba tea you act like you haven't thought about this at all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, not at all. Just off yeah. top of brain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just off the top. That's a good one. Uh, I just had boba the other day. So good. It's yeah. so good. My partner got me hooked. It's so fucking good. So, uh, nice. so if you could live in one fiction world for a week, where would you live? Star Wars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would be a Jedi or a Sith. It'd be complicated, but I'd have force powers. It'd be complicated. Clearly, clearly, clearly Jake hasn't thought about this at all. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Everyone else has to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's tough. Has, it's tough. has to be fictional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can't be like Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> that would the worst. Be, the worst. Yeah, I don't think that would be anyone's answer to begin with. No. <laughs> Hope not. I'm trying to think of something fictional that I've seen recently that I can. Everything I've seen fictionally that, that I, I got would, it. It's just not a place I want to live. <laughs> Patty's Pub. Yes. There you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Horrible people, but it'd be it'd be good. Dude, yeah. you would you could just sit in the booth like the old dude and just listen to them scream at each other, and it's mm-hmm. free entertainment for the rest of your yeah. days, and probably free booze too because they're not paying attention to the bar. But like, yeah, look exactly. At the effect they had on cricket, like his downfall, that could be yours next. Oh. Well, you just you know you don't get married to D, and everything's fine. Yeah. True. But they find a way to rope you in. They find a way. Somehow. Yeah. We'll but yeah, because they've ruined everyone's life. They've been around. I'm, I'm, that was I'm my hip, first answer. I'm hip to Dennis's games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you could probably handle it. Yeah, Dennis is here. Matt, right, where Matt? are you going? I'm trying to think. Oh, just yeah, ruined Matt's right. answer. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because my I was gonna probably end up with Patty's Pub. Can can Matt and I mm-hmm. hang out in Patty's Pub together? Yes, sure. of course. Yeah. They're yeah. obsessed, by the way. Yeah. As you should be. It's it's a perfect show. It's the perfect it. show. We could mm-hmm. just pour our own beers forever. It would be great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, they wouldn't notice. Or half know. beer, half Jack Daniels, monkey beer. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. Yeah, it does. Yeah, they uh, ended up in Ireland. <laughs> I would go Springfield or from the Simpsons. Or yep. um if I could do if I could swim in the gold, like in uh, Ducktales. Mm-hmm. In the Family Guy version, where he dives into the gold and just breaks all of his bones. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that, no. From when I was a little kid, yeah. that's that's what I always wanted to do. That I feel like that would be fun. Although that might get old, so that might suck. I might do it yeah. once and be like, okay, now what? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You get one cannonball. That's it. Also, Springfield is is in Illinois. So do you you sure? No, it's not. It's not. There's. They never actually say where it is. It's controversial. Cool, I've, but... I've read about this too. They never say what state it's in or whatever. Interesting. South Park would be another fun one. Oh yeah. Well, that'd be good. Uh, Matt, what's yours? 
So I actually have the honor of asking the last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said that is the most important question. What is your favorite color? Ooh, well, I think you know the band's favorite color. Yes. <laughs> Purple at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to clothes, it's black all day because that's all I wear. <laughs> it's just black clothes. <laughs> it's just because I don't really know how to match anything else. That's fair enough. Yeah. It's easier. You don't have to think about what I'm wearing. I'm just like, oh, just pick two things and it, if it fits, it fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's blue. Ooh. You know, taste. Love that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I like blue. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's it's gonna have to be black, black mm-hmm. or white for me at this point. Just like you, your heart. when I was a yeah, when I was a <laughs> kid, it used charged. to be like mm-hmm. used to be like orange, but I can't remember the last like orange thing that I wore or bought or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We, pr- we pretty much all wear all black all the time just because it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I love I love the color purple like in the room or anywhere it's like super vibey as a kid it was always green mm-hmm. i loved green but i feel like yeah purple purple blue like there's like a kind of weird middle ground in there kind of like the room that i'm in maybe I'm, maybe i'm gonna get I'm sick pretty, i've been sitting in this room for a long time like i'm pretty sure on. we chose our our purple color based on jake's hue lights when we were writing all this stuff we always had the purple lights on and that's kind of how it just happened fair it's enough a vibe, yeah man. All right. Uh, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? New single out this Friday, which I don't know when this is coming out, but yeah. Our last Love You coming out last Friday. Last Love You. What is Pretty it? The 28th? Specify the 28th. Yeah. January 28th, yeah. Then, 2022. January. Yeah, music video coming out right after. Oh, yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah, we did a fully yeah. animated music or fully illustrated animated music video. We're trying oh. something new for the first time and then we're following that up with another really cool project um for the next single which i don't want to talk about yet but it'll be it's coming super, super neato All right. i don't want to talk about it because we haven't seen anything yet so who knows yeah you never know what yeah. might happen Fair if enough. it looks like the the concept art then oh, we're going to be in a good place mm-hmm. all right uh well thank okay. you for sound this guy's been protect your heart and we have been the good noise podcast <laughs>